Justice Wisconsin, the truth. The most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM. The movement continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee, stand up. Yeah, it's Tory Low, the truth. From one to four, we about that action. So tap in and let's go. Uh, we want that justice. We want all the smoke. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Yeah. So we low from one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We bout that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready. We ready. 1017 The Truth. Tory Lowe. Tory Lowe Show live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue. The movement continues. The marathon continues right here on 1017 The Truth. Thank you for joining me for the second hour of the Tory Lowe Show. And we got a situation that's going on right now in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that we got to pay attention to. The Green Bay Area Public School Board is having a situation with a black school superintendent, Claude Tiller Jr. Claude Tiller Jr. is a superintendent in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that was fired or removed from his position after he was on a radio show down in Atlanta. And he made a comment, and they don't really even know what the what the whole comment was because the radio station deleted the the interview. But I guess, I don't know, allegedly he said something inappropriate that they felt was inappropriate. And, and, and what, I'm, what I was, I don't know if these were his exact words. I don't know if this is what he, exactly what he said, but he got fired. He, he may have been uh, referring to the Green Bay area as Lily White. Probably something like uh, it's a Lily White area. But the comments he made on his radio show caused him to be fired or removed from his position as superintendent in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, they've been protesting people trying to fight for him to get his job back. But let's listen to what took place. Raw emotion and calls to action. I'm Noah Cornelius reporting in Green Bay, where community members are rallying for the reinstatement of former superintendent Claude Tiller Jr. It was a tense and emotional day for many in the Green Bay community advocating for the reinstatement of former Green Bay Area School District Superintendent Claude Tiller Jr. But... Robin Scott from the African American Resource Center, We All Rise, says there is more to the situation. We oftentimes know the black, that black and brown people, um, once they have been accused, they are guilty. Um, and so that's what happened here. In a 7 to nothing unanimous vote, the Green Bay Area Public School Board chose to accept Dr. Tiller's resignment following comments he made on an Atlanta radio show. However, despite this vote, school board member Andrew Becker decided to show up to the protest. 
Anytime there's 150, 200 people here wanting to express their opinions about what's going on in the school district, uh, I'm, I'm coming to that if I at all possibly can. Um, whether, whether or not it's going to be a difficult conversation, difficult conversations are the most important ones. One of the leaders of the conversation was an Atlanta psychotherapist and radio host who goes by the name Dr. Adrienne. She featured Tiller on her show when he made the comments. Not only did Dr. Adrienne speak out against those who shared the clip of Tiller making the comments, she says she was also taken aback by the racial climate of Green Bay. Nevertheless, she says she's determined to help inspire change. Feeling like I am totally being ignored because I'm a black woman that's standing here. And so I'm used to it. It's not anything new, but it's definitely something that I'm willing to have a conversation about. But there was one other person in attendance who says he relates to what Tiller is going through on a deeper level a former faculty member at Green Bay East High School. The thing that Dr. Tiller was arguing, that he said words he said, that is a systematic thing that's happening in that school. That school specifically, I went through that same stuff. I also reached hey. out to school board president Laura McCoy, but didn't get a response. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you this. It's almost like if they give you some money, and they put you in position, especially out in Green Bay, superintendent, you know, a mostly white area. If you if you get out of line, like they want you to stay in line. They don't want you can't talk about any. It's February. Like this Black History Month, a lot of the black history that I talk about on the show wasn't taught in the schools. So so whatever he was talking about in the conditions and the systematics and the racism, they don't want you to say that if you. If, if I'm paying you, I don't want you to say that. And so whatever he was saying on the air, he's an educator. And it probably has some real truth to it. You know, things that were going on. And he was in Atlanta and he was on the Atlanta radio station. And he probably was talking about some of the truths of the things that are going on in Green Bay. He probably never would have thought that somebody was listening to the, to the interview. But they used the clip. Used it to get rid of them, but they have reached a settlement. They have reached a settlement, and uh, Claude Tiller Jr., the superintendent of the Green Bay School District, will receive $250,000 from all of this. Let's listen to the settlement agreement. Claude Tiller Jr. says he's ready to discuss the possibility of returning to the position. This follows a large gathering of his supporters at a recent school board meeting. Tiller says in part, quote, although out of my control, I want to provide an answer to the pressing questions so many continue to ask by publicly expressing my willingness to engage in conversations regarding the possibility of my return, end quote. Tiller, as you know, resigned after the Board of Education investigated controversial comments he made on a hot mic during a radio interview in Atlanta. In documents released to Action 2 News, Tiller's resignation agreements, agreement says he will get a lump sum of more than $250,000 as part of his separation. Both sides agreed not to make disparaging comments about the other. A breach from either party could result in a $50,000 fine. And we hey, they, so they reached an agreement 
after all of this controversy of what he said on the radio and, and the school board and the people out there protesting, now he's settling for $250,000 and they have a clause where they can't say anything on either side bad about each other or whoever breaks the contract owes $50,000. Which leads me for my question of the day. Do you feel that we as blacks are free to talk about systematic ideas of racial depression or if you're getting paid by whites? <laughs> like to tell the truth about what's going on in the space. You know, and, and this is only the truth. Sometimes the truth is is something that makes people feel uncomfortable. It does. It, 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 it's, it's the truth. That's why I say a lot of people get that money and they're being paid to hold the space and not really speak out and say how they feel. Especially if it's a huge space where you're in a, a, a town like Green Bay. You know, when you're in a town where, or when you're in a position where you may be the only black person in the position. I mean, are we, are we, are, are, are we afraid to speak? I mean, and not, not no, I'm not talking about no militant stuff. I'm not talking about stuff that's militant where we talking about things that went on in history and things like that. I'm talking about, we talking about the discrimination and the racism that's going on within the job. Remember the story of Molson Coors where the man went into work and he uh, killed some people, the black man that went in there and freaked out after being there for years. Uh, but we found out they was putting nooses and things around and the racial tension was there. And then he came into work and exploded and, Things like that. Remember that? You know, a few years ago. Okay. All I'm saying is, was there an outlet for him to talk about what was going on in the space, in the climate of the job? Are you on a job right now where you're facing racial discrimination and things like that? People doing things and and you're afraid to say something because you want to keep your check. That's it. It's true. And, and they know, even with, the, with these elections come up, a lot of these nonprofits, they getting their monies from the political or, you know, the pushing agenda, knowing that these people got some issues with blacks and they'll take the 20 pieces of silver and not and, 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 and lead blacks down that road. They'll lead blacks down that road. A lot of our leadership right now is bought and paid for. And they can't really talk about what's really happening in. But the superintendent in Green Bay, he went to Atlanta and he got on the radio show and they said that it was a hot mic, you know. Kind of like when Jesse Jackson said what he was going to do to Obama on when he was on the news station and uh, the, he thought that the mic was off and he said he was going to do something to Obama's genitalia. You know, hot mic. So what I'm saying is 
Are you in a situation where you feel that you can't express yourself due to the discrimination, due to what's going on in the environment because you want to keep a check? You just got to be good Negro and, and get, get the job done and leave and take take whatever's happening because if you say something about it, they might get rid of you. And, and this Green Bay superintendent, he, he, they voted him out seven to zero, <laughs> you know, for making comments on maybe what was going on or what he saw that was going on around him. And when you put black in a, in a situation where you're governing a large body of, of where, you know, maybe more whites or, or things like that. Uh, and you say, okay, you may face some uh, discrimination or some kind of uh, racial tension. They're not going to let you. They're not going to keep paying you if you say something about that. They're not going to. They want. They'll get somebody else that's going to shut up. <laughs> but I want to know, Truth Nation, you, you probably right now on the job listening to the Tory Lowe show and scared. Scared to say something about what's going on at the job because they might find a way to work you out of the job or get you out of the job. It's 2024. Are, are we afraid to express what's happening? I want to know. I want to know. Also, when we get back, I want to know what are some of the things that in our culture, like mannerisms that was brought over from slavery that was passed down, that we do right now. At the top of the hour, I was talking about Auntie Bev on Instagram, where she said the word auntie was really derogatory back in the back in the slavery days. What are some things that were passed down through slavery that we still use? I want to know. Words, mannerisms, ideas. When we come back, we're going to hit to the lines. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. Don't touch that dial. The Tory Lowe Show will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Tory Lowe Show is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Seven the truth. Tory Low, Tory Low show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. I'ma open up the lines, Truth Nation. I got a question for Truth Nation. And the question is: Have you ever been on a job and afraid to speak out on any discriminating activities going on in fear that you might be retaliated against? It's just, 
it's a simple question. You know, you at a job, things going on, activities, it's discriminatory ideas going on, but you afraid if you speak out, you may be retaliated against or you might even lose your job. I want to know. 833-212-1017. Talk to text. 833-212-1017. Also, what are some mannerisms that carried over from slavery that that we have uh that we're using today? Mannerisms, things that came from being enslaved and we carried it over to right now. And a lot of people would say a lot of the Willie Lynch ideas are going on. You know, where if you're light-skinned, dark-skinned, things like that, to pit people against each other. I want to know, what are some of the things and mannerisms that are still going on? Like the use of the N-word. You know, a lot of people have taken the N-word from the negative and say it's a term of endearment. Well, we found out at the top of the hour that the word auntie used to be a derogatory word for older women uh, in slavery. And it was a derogatory word. Now we use it as a term of endearment as well. Also, did you know the word Mr. and Mrs.? Like when we tell people, uh, yes, yes, ma'am. And uh, yes, sir was done in slavery to where we couldn't talk to the white people or pronounce their names. And uh, this is something that I've, I didn't even really know because I always was taught to say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. From my grandmother, who was from Mississippi, who picked cotton. And I remember my grandma used to always tell me about her being out in the fields and, and picking the bushels of cotton and things like that. And I wish, you know, at that time I had a kind of dove into a lot of the stories because she used to tell me how it was back in Mississippi, back during the times where they was picking cotton. I, I, I wish now I had a, got a video recording of what she was talking about her time in life as a sharecropper. But we're going to head to the lines. Chris, you're on a new one on one seven The Truth Tap In. How you doing there, Brother Tory? How you doing, Brother Chris? Oh, fine yourself. Hey, have you ever been in a space at work where you felt that you there were discriminatory ideas going on and that you felt that if you would have spoke out about it, you would have got retaliated against and even fired? Yeah, but this was in uh this was in my earlier working years. Mm-hmm. But today in twenty twenty four I see things differently because I was taught differently. Mm. And I was taught that we, as black, we as blacks are living on hopes and dreams. We hoping and dreaming that our white oppressors is going to change. Why don't we just change? Mm. They are not going to change. They're going to continue to be who they are, regardless of what you get from them. And when, and when you get on the job, that, that's the only place where they all think they're powerful. Even the little minute ones, the little the little, the little one that want to think he's bad. They, they, they only on the job. That's when they think they're real tough because they know they got the upper hand. But mm. these airways, the knowledge going through these airways today, they are not going to change. 
you got to start wondering, as black people, why are these Hebrew Israelites today, why aren't they getting uh, beat up by the police? Why aren't they getting attacked by the cops? Why aren't they? Because they separate from them. We are not the same people as them. Mm. When our people, when our people, when they, when they back, when they, when they about to get evicted, see if that white man gonna be Christ-like. When you, when you behind on your bill, see if that white man gonna be Christ-like. When your sister about to get evicted, see if that white man gonna be Christ-like. I'm prophesying on these airwaves today. These Christian pastors are destroying our people, but not telling the truth. Now, Todd, every day we got to wake up, talk about white on black, white and black, white and black. These people are not us. We constantly being destroyed because of them. Everything leads back to them. When the hell are we going to find out, realize what's going on in 2024? Hey, Brother Chris, hey, look, I, I'll tell you this. You know, it comes a point where you have to become understanding of what's happening and, and make changes. Because that's how they know you know. Not by what come out of your mouth, but by your actions, how you dealing with things, how you handle things. They could tell, you know, by how you handling things that you don't like, by making the changes. Have you made the changes? Hey, I appreciate you for tapping in, Brother Chris. Eddie, you on the new 1017 The Truth, tap in. I know that ain't who I think it is. Good day, Tori Lowe. How you doing? How you doing, Brother Eddie? Good. When you're talking about protected speech, if anybody is being discriminated protected against... Protected speech? Or, or have you been discriminated yeah, against and felt like you, ain't going, you, don't, you can't say anything? Right. There are two sets of I, rules. And I didn't actually, say protected that's, speech. Well, that's what it comes down to. No. It comes um, down to if a wife, you getting a salary... And and you can't speak out about what's going on in the environment or in that space if it's something going on that's discriminatory. That's that's the question. Right. And my con- and my contention is you can speak out if you're protected. If you're gay, black, Jewish, you're part of protected minority group. <laughs> well, you can speak I, I, I disagree. OK, well, you because you answer. can't speak for me. Yeah, I'm telling you that's not true. And I'm black. And I'm a white guy, and I've seen this. Hey, but what I'm so saying is you can't tell me what I feel and, and see. Like, you can only speak from your perspective. You can't say and, that you can do this, and I'm, I'm saying you can't. Right, and that's what I'm doing, and that's why I called in. So I okay, go right opinion. in. Right, that's how it goes, right? It goes that's like so that, but you can't say how I feel, because that's not... I didn't. I didn't say I didn't say how you okay. thought. Okay. Oh, you can't I say that we can get away with something where it's not true. Uh, how about if you let me finish? Okay. And then we can go through this. All right, go right ahead. If you are a protected minority these days, you can say whatever you want. What's a protected an minority? A migrant? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Gay, black, Jewish. Okay. And let me give an example. I got a phone call from one of the fans of the show yesterday. And I like Al. I certainly like Al. I think he's good for the station. He's good for all that. I find this shtick entertaining, okay? It's better to have Al on 101.7 than not to have Al. But my friend said, can he really get away with speaking the way he does on air? And I said, he can because he's a black fella. Now, remember this. Just a week or two Well, he's not violating any rules. FCC rules. But 
but either is the word broad. So I would get hit by you for using the word broad. Well, well hold on. If it has racial con- connotation, it's like I said. I don't think the word broad, broad doesn't but that's what the, at all. Like I said, I'm just talking to you, Eddie. You didn't get hit with anything because you're still on the air. I still, I still believe people can say from their perspective. So, no, okay, you didn't get I'm hit. What I'm saying is, okay, let me tell you my perspective as a white guy. This is a perspective that 99.999% of white guys and white women know, but they're afraid to say it, Tori. But there's a double standard when it comes to racial speak, and this is what I mean. You can have a black fellow be angry at a comedy club and yell and call a white person a honky, a peckerwood, a saltine, a cracker, if he's Italian, a wop, guinea dago. But if somebody a would what? say, who's screaming a, a wop, a guinea, a dago? I never it, heard that before. It's, Italian. it's for, for Italians, okay? It's yeah. Italian, Spanish, and uh, like Portuguese, okay? So that's okay. Nobody will dare say to a black man, hey, man, you are speaking like this. You're being a racist. You're being a bigot. But if a white guy said, hey, can you calm down that black guy? They go, oh, you brought up race. So there's a double standard. There's hypersensitivity when a white guy says anything, does anything. And it seems to me that protected minorities are able well, to get away with that. Now let me ask you a question. Uh, do historical mm-hmm. ideas play into the factors? Um, if they do, we're so, so literally, I'm just asking. literally 15 generations from antebellum, and they shouldn't. If Martin well, Luther Jim King Crow, hold on. Equality. Jim Crow was in the 1960s. It's still some people alive yeah, that would have had to face Jim Crow. It's still some people living to today that went through okay. Jim Crow. So what I'm trying to tell you is a lot of these ideas when it comes to history are not too far off. Okay, but let me say this. When does it stop? Is it five generations out, 10 generations, 20, 50, 100? When does it stop? When does the resentment stop? When do the retribution well, well, hold on, stop? Hold on. What I'm saying is it's still continuing. Where, where was the break? I, I think society is Tell me what year was the break. Was. Tell me what year that it, that it stopped where we have all this room to heal. You tell me. Well, okay. I I don't think there was an exact year. I think it, things have tapered <laughs> off. If you look at tapered if you look off. at race relations, Tori, I'm listening. I'm a little older than you. I'm listening. So, and I've had I've lived in the city and I've lived in the country. I've heard the perspective of white people in the country. I've heard the perspective of white people in the city as well as black people in the city. All right, things have tapered off. And as far as whites, we're going out of our way. To be kind of under out of the way. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold yeah, on, wait I, a minute, hold yeah. on, wait a minute. Out of the way. Uh, yeah. See, the thing is, yeah. see, and this is from your perspective, perspective, but I'll tell you this: trust me, the way the history goes with the racism, with the colonialism, and things like that, it's not going out of the way. Matter of fact, uh, there's things that we have done to this country that, as far as blacks, that created a comfortability and a wealth gap. That that usually we don't really discuss that whites enjoy. And I'll tell you this, until that is rectified through repair, it's always going to be some type of uh, racism or some type of uh, imbalance 
as long as black people live in America. I, I don't know, Tori. I mean, I see Michael Jordan. I see LeBron <laughs> James. Here I we see go. Jay-Z. I see all these hey. rappers wearing gold chains and bragging about how they're the ones now. Okay, the so ones. how many rappers do so you which, see that actually – look at look at uh, the end of these careers. If And you brought up a great point that most people would say. But look at their careers. Look at when we find out the truth. Look at the movies they make when behind the scenes these people are miserable, they have nothing, and they are destroyed, you know, sexually, dignity-wise – all kinds of stuff. And we find this out later after all the glitz and glamour, we look at these movies of their lives and it's sad. Yeah, Tori, I'm not trying to say I'm glad they're suffering, but they chose a lifestyle. (laughs) They didn't choose to be doctors and nurses. They wanted the fast life. And there's a lot of heartache in that lifestyle. I would not choose it for one of my children or one of my siblings. Okay. Okay, let me, let's move on. There's something else I want to comment on. Go right ahead. Sorry. Okay, I'm glad I could kind of alter your opinion on what I said about protecting minorities. Here we go. Free speech. Okay. Hey. That's, so, in your head, you probably thought something, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think about 96% of all people would live in their heads. But with that being said, Tori, you had asked about uh, English or... You asked about what things were brought over, what kind of dialects, what kind of mannerisms. No, no, I I was talking to Eddie. What you got to say? I'm listening. You already know what you're going to say. Just say it. I do. The term (laughs) finna. The term finna. Uh, Is it Irish, Irish, and British? This is the comic relief part of the show, Truth Nation. Fresh, fly, death, This is the... Chill. This is the All part. English this is words. the comedic part of the show. Tori, that's right not Swahili. Those are English words, Tori. Okay? Nike tennis shoes. All My right. best friend knew the guy who started Nike tennis shoes. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in black culture every oh, day, wow. all the time, that blacks, like Nike Are you going to get you a pair of trunks? Cadillac. Uh, I can't afford them. Are you kidding me? Like, they're going for thousands of dollars at this point on eBay. So I saw one for nine thousand, a pair for nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars. I'm not buying that. Uh, come on, Eddie, you got it like that. You, I don't. You, I listen, just because I honored my debt and took you and Winky Blue to a steakhouse, the top notch steakhouse. <laughs> I didn't take you to Outback. You didn't, didn't spend nine thousand dollars. Oh no, you didn't spend no, nine thousand. You know how much I had about eight hundred dollars on me, just in case you guys ordered some Hennessy or Cavassier, okay? Not that I'm stereotyping. Oh, wow. But my point is, Tori, there are plenty of things in everyday black American culture that come from, quite frankly, your English, Scottish, Irish, Welsh neighbors and ancestries. I just wanted to lay that out there. There are plenty of things. And I don't call it cultural appropriation. It just is what it is. You okay. see what I mean? We're all integrated. We're all integrated into this stew. And to say that I shouldn't have a dreadlock in my hair because somebody in Africa had one, 15, uh, 1546 is bold. To say that somebody shouldn't eat pizza or pasta because I'm Italian. Who said that's that? Cultural appropriation. I like pizza. What? I like pizza. I know. I like and pasta. I, I want you to like pizza, but it's not cultural appropriation <laughs> any more than dreadlocks are, okay? 
Oh, wow. I'm just saying. Hey. Well, tell the teacher stop cutting off little black kids' right. dreadlocks when they're sitting in the class. Got it. All right, Tori, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Eddie. Talk to you tomorrow. When we come back, oh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we got Al on the lines. Truth Nation. They liked it right here on Tory Lowe. The Tory Lowe Show returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Woo! Y'all ain't know who I am, right? Love that on that beat. Let's go! Oh. No masterpiece. Hey. Ten bad babs then they after me. 101, seven the truth, Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Great conversation we've been having today. Question of the day. Have you ever been on a job and afraid to speak out on any discriminating activities going on in fear that you may be retaliated against? Also, question number two, what are some of the mannerisms? that carried over out of slavery that are going on today in our communities. It's a look, it's February 28th. It's the end of black history month. Hey, I want to know. Al, you're on the new one on one seven, the truth tap in. Well, the first thing I want to say being loud, drunk and ghetto. That came from England. That's called the redneck theory. That was not started by black people. They got to give that back. The other thing that came over from that, the Bible. The Bible was not even black people's uh, religion. Give it back. So those are a couple of things. Cause a, lot of, a lot of the things that carry on now, that was not how black people was. It was from somebody else. And before I go, Tori, I know you brought up something earlier. I wanted to tell you this. Trump is a black man's fetish because he's white and they feel right. he got power. So I wanted to share that with you. He's a black man. Because that's all they was rapping about that. They, they always, the rappers was always rapping about that. Yes, he's a black man fetish because your ancestors were 10 times more dangerous than Trump. And they get no, they get no praise, Black History Month. Actually, they get shunned. So when Donald Trump say, yippee Kaye, yippee Kaye, they say, Woo-ha, woo-ha, he got balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the gospel for him. So I just want y'all to give that. That redneck theory, give it back. That Bible, that God, give it back. Because that's not what black people are about. The ghettoness, the loud and drunkness, give it back to the redneck. Because they bring it over from England left it, and they went back to England. So we got to give it back so we can move forward. Take care. And on that note, we're going to run the break. When we get back, we'll have more discussion. Truth Nation, stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. More of the Tory Lowe Show is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Been 
designer if you want your burger. Oh, baby, you be lying in your verses. I be here and say you buying them purses. I can't even lie, you ain't my type. You ain't even all that fine in person. I can guarantee you if you my kind, she got every bag you can imagine. Big house. 101, saving the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show. DJ Brother Z on the ones and twos. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, it's the end of February. And first of all, history is always going on regardless. There's no month that limits the history. But we illuminate certain things in February because we want to highlight certain things about our history. And many times certain things that we hear in the mainstream, these are ideas that were fed to us, you know, that they want us to know or they allow us to know in school. Well, if you're going through the public school system, that's why I homeschool. You know, I homeschool. So, but I'll tell you this, it's interesting. You know, some of the mannerisms that we have brought over from, you know, maybe slavery, even with my grandmother, who was a sharecropper, he brought some mannerisms over from Mississippi. And, and as she was raising me, she brought some of those mannerisms to me. And then I had to grow and try to figure out things, even the things that I was taught maybe was was maybe in a space where historically was programmed into my grandmother and her siblings and, and people that were in those conditions. But it's our job to really research the history and get enlightened on our own. It's our job to teach our children and their job to teach their children when they have children. So we have to continue to grow and seek knowledge. That's why I ask, what are some of the things that have carried over into our lifestyles today that maybe we need to examine, you know, whether it's words, actions, things that we do, how we handle things. A, a lot of times we'll find out that just because those things were taught to us, many times we look up and, and they may not have been good for us as a people. So it's always great to grow. And it's never a day where you shouldn't be seeking knowledge to elevate your mind. And, and this is the problem I have with a lot of people. They're so stuck in their ways and in the way that they were taught. But they never examine. Was that teaching the right thing? <laughs> you know, it was just. I was taught this. I'm passing it down. And then we look up at our communities. We look up at things that. We see and we wonder why things are not working out a certain way and we don't change our behavior. And many times, if you want things to change, you got to change your behavior. That's the first step. Matter of fact, the moment you change your behavior, the moment it stops. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. If you don't like what's being served, Remove yourself from the table. Now, will you starve for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You might because you, because you're removing yourself from something and you're trying to replace it with something else. So are you going to have to suffer a little bit till you find out what you're going to replace it with? Yes. 
But at the same time, it's the fact that you were able to recognize what you were being served was not good for you. And then giving yourself the ability to find out what is. And a lot of things my grandma taught me, you know, came from her teachings from Mississippi and the things that was going on in that time period. And, and when she taught me those things, she, she passed those ideas to me. Then as I got older, some things I realized, hmm, this ain't, this ain't uh, uh, creating an a, a outcome, a desirable outcome for me. So I had to readjust. And did it take some time? Yes, it did. Did I have to reshape my mind and go a different direction and try to dig a little bit deeper? Yes, I had to. That's why people call me to resolve issues. Because I took time to dig a little bit deeper to find out what's at the root. What ideas was used? What, who made the idea? What was the, what was the intention of the idea? That's why I always ask people, what's the agenda? Who came up with the agenda? Because if you find out who came up with the agenda, you understand what the outcome going to be. Hey, look, when we come back, I want to I want to open up the lines. I got another another thing that we brought through slavery and through, you know, oppression that we use today that we don't even know that it ain't, you know, that it was given to us through oppression. I want to talk about this at the top of the hour. Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. 